I'm Zaria Best. I'm Melissa Grajeda. And this is the part two of what we recorded last week. So basically what happened is I hated it. So we're recording it. Just act like this is the same thing, okay? Exactly. <laughs> we're wearing the same clothes, I swear. This is the same day. Only not recorded on a different day in a different week. But with the same horses across the street. Exactly. It's still the fair week. So same, it counts. As long as the fair is going, it's the same time. I'm going to go into my own experience, but I'm going to do it kind of fast because some stuff I'm not ready to talk about and some stuff I am. We're doing bullet points. Yeah, and that's fine. Just take your time. That's I literally said I'm not going to. <laughs> take your time to like, if you when you want to speak on it, you speak on it. Oh, okay. Last May, I was raped by what I presume to be in his mid-40s uh, guy. Um, he lied to me about that name, his job, where he lived, various things. So most of the information about Krispy Kreme Donut is what I got from when I talked to the district attorney that's representing my case because most of the information that I learned from him was inaccurate and false. Anyway, so I went on a date with him. It was a blind date. It is what it is. It's maybe not the safest thing, but again, I'm young. Kind of like a, a social experience of being young is going on dates. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it is kind of like a way of uh, shielding. Because I've noticed that I just don't allow myself to go out and have fun and meet these people. Just because even though I date women and, you know, non-binary people, you still have that guard up and you still feel kind of weird. And so I just end up not, not going usually. My own family is kind of like, you know, you've been single for so long. I mean, they don't really count long distance relationships. So in their eyes, I've been single for so long and everything. And at the time they were like, you need to get out there. Okay, just go meet people. But anyways, not the point. I went on a date. He said we were going to Olive Garden. He lied about that. We went to this restaurant that was kind of crappy. Not going to say the name of it. Damn. Didn't even get you good food. We went to my uh, the pet store my family loves. He bought me a couple of fishes. Um, he didn't have to do that. I offered to pay. He would, he just you know wanted to do like a gentleman thing I think, which ended up making me trust him more. Um, we were driving around Wichita by the way. Um, we weren't in the place where I live. He he drove me to a different town. Um, but we were driving around there, and um, he said he didn't want to waste any more gas because we had been driving around for a while. So. He got a hotel room. Again, at this point, I kind of trusted him because we were, like, talking and, like, getting to know each other pretty well. And, you know, I didn't think anything suspicious. I thought he said we were just going to talk and hang out and watch some TV and, like, get to know each other more. And to be fair, gas is pretty expensive. So I really didn't think anything of it. Maybe that's just I'm really borderline child still. I mean, but still, uh, I don't know. Naivety, yes, it's you know harmful or can be but like it that's something that really says something about how we live that you're not allowed to have that naivety i think it's endearing in a way because you're experiencing life just firsthand and you expect the best out of people and i think it's 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 almost shameful that we can't experience that like you have to know and be in the know for safety which is horrible like it's not the same of like if you're not in the know, then you get embarrassed by your friends. You're like, oh, you don't know this? What the hell? You know, that's, and it's funny. But, like, if you're not in the know or if you expect the best out of people, then you can get seriously hurt, which is horrible. Um, sorry, by the way, if you can hear us eating. We have a thing of fries open. <laughs> we got to the hotel. That's where the thing happened. Um, just want to say he didn't hurt me at all. It was really uh, gentle. He just uh, didn't listen to me and it just happened sort of thing. If that makes sense. I'm not going to go into more detail because 
I'm not really comfortable with doing that at this current moment. Yeah, that's fair. I've, I've told enough people about it, and I'm going to get into that. But after the hotel, I was crying. I was a mess. Um, he went to take me home. He gave me money for it as if I was a prostitute. So, like, if I didn't already lose, like, what tiny ounce of self-dignity I had, giving me money just made it all go away. I'm going to be honest. Like, the dignity that I had, gone at that point. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's something, I don't know, humiliating, degrading about doing that. Because, I mean, you weren't a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't sign up for that. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with prostitution, but from already being with someone that I don't want to be with and then having them give me money as if, uh, sorry about it, my bad, homie. Yeah, which is horrible. And so we ended up driving home. He got stopped twice. Um, Cops didn't say anything or whatever. He had a broken headlight. So, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, I know the cops did help you, in mm-hmm. the end, yeah, uh, the ones here. But that is also, like, you don't have to speak up or say anything for the cops to see, hey, why is there a crying person that looks nothing like this other guy in, uh, in here? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should ask something. Yeah. Because at that point, you were scared. You didn't, you know, I wouldn't want to say anything because you, this guy was this, it, basically your ride home. Mm-hmm. And you would, didn't know what he would do. Yeah. But for the cops not to notice that and be like, yeah, that looks fine, which when he got pulled over multiple times, I don't know. I think that was an oversight, and it's literally in their job description. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, pouring tears out. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, shaking and everything, and and literally they shine their flashlights, insult. No issue with it. Um, a 40-year-old man and a kid that looks... Like, I could be underage. Like, I constantly get told that I don't look like an adult. Exactly. Yeah, so I think that also has something to do with it, too. I wish that was a charge because I honestly think that he did go after you just because... I'm, like, I'm the closest thing you can get. I just call them pedophiles. I don't give them the... Endophile. Yeah, because I don't want to give them the respect because they're, like... Oh, it's not a pedophile. It's a you know epiphile. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, but like you still go under for underage people. And to be honest, I think a six. I see a sixteen year old. I saw them like a ton yesterday at the fair, mm-hmm. and they're literally children. Yeah. Um, but like for someone to be like the only thing that's stopping me is like the age, which mm-hmm. I think is so gross because eighteen is still a child. Yeah. In my opinion. In my opinion, until your brain is fully stopped. Forming, which is at 26, you should still, like, this is controversial, but I feel like the legal age of adulthood should be moved. I'm in favor of it. I'm yeah. sorry. Because, you know, at the very latest, your brain starts to devel- stops developing. You know, at the earliest, actually, it's around 24 to 25. Mm-hmm. And it, it fully stops forming scientifically at the age of 26. Because mm-hmm. um, there's some people around campus that I just refuse to even want to date because I just feel gross and icky for doing that because i mean they're 18 they just came out of high school yeah and i just i already i i not to say i'm more mature than whatever it's just that i've had the mindset of you know living an adult life Mm -hmm. uh for three years already and they haven't gotten that yeah and i'm only 19 at that point when i went on the date i was only 19 for six months not even like a, a huge amount of time, and most of it, 
I hadn't really done anything. I mean, COVID, it's not like I used any of my adulthood privileges. Yeah. I've only, like, crossed the border of past being literally 18 for six months. Yeah, because if if we're going to move the adult age, you know, at the very least, it should be all around 21. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, at the very minimum. Yeah, because, honestly, I do have a way different mindset than when I was 18. And I feel like I have grown a lot since I was 18. I view the world differently, not in a nihilistic way, but, like, I understand... A lot of things that I just didn't understand before. Even for, like, criminal charges and everything, I'm. you shouldn't be able to charge someone for doing something at, like, let's say 20. Like, let's say they, like, joined a gang or whatever, and then, like, everyone was going down. That's a child. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. Even if they killed someone, that's a child. They weren't taught, like, to the extreme about how what the repercussions of this were, what it's like taking a life and everything. Yeah. That's a child still. I don't care if you're 13 or you're literally 21. I'm going to be honest, until your brain is fully done forming, which is at 26, I will still give you, like, a right where it's like, you know what, you just weren't in the know. And honestly, I struggle with people saying we should charge this 14-year-old as an adult. That's absolutely not right. Mm -hmm. Um, It is difficult because – our system is f- built around punishment and not reform. We don't give them any resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are some cases that they can't, we give them all, we could give them all the resources and they still don't, it still doesn't help them. But then I think after that, would, it would be up to the discretion of, you know, trained professionals to see if they are. Like, say, um, kids who did school shootings. I think that we should hold them until they're 21 and then see, you know, if, their mentality truly has changed. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they are reformed and not punished instead, you know, because I just feel like, honestly, I entered college too quickly because I just, that's just what was expected of me. And I really should have just taken a few leap year, like leap years and stuff like that. But I did get a scholarship and that's why I came. I don't know. I think I would have been better off getting a job, working a few years, you know, doing my due dil- diligence of traveling, f- figure out more of who I am as a person. And I guess college did help me with that a bit, but it was a lot harder and a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. And it would have been better if I had just experienced it in any other way. Now that, like, I've kind of had this experience, like, even if you're not for changing the age requirement, there is a huge difference between fully grown adults. I'm talking in their 40s, maybe even close to 50s. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference between those kind of adults 20s 19s yeah early 20s like you know I I really do feel and I think this is with a lot of people but again still a lot of people my age still you know I'm 21 haven't made that shift yet Mm -hmm. um this is like the formative years of like where you start shifting honestly I feel like most people shift to where I'm at personally uh the only reason I'm so advanced it's not like I'm better than everyone. It's just that I ha- did have to grow up quicker uh, just because of the home circumstances and stuff like that. I do have the mentality of like a 30-year-old because, you know, I essentially had to live out like I was in my 20s in high school. But I feel like most people start really do start doing that shift around like 23, 24, you know, of where more of I'm at of like, okay, I should go home. I need to do this. Got to get up to go to work. Got to clean this day. Got to do this this day. More responsibility-based than 
Well, I meant sort of like sexual assault and stuff, but not only that in the work. But anyways, um, but I did work with police, and that I'm kind of going to go through more so the medical and um, the police thing. I'm going to go into that more in depth because a lot of people are afraid to, like, you know, talk about their experiences and stuff and, like, actually report it. Um, you can actually report your stuff from 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it happened, um, you can report it up to 10 years. If you go in and get, do all the medical testing and everything, they'll hold your clothes and everything and all your DNA samples to two years, though, from when you report it. From when you go to the hospital and not reporting it to the police, they're going to hold it in the sexual assault kind of section. And they're, they're able to hold your DNA and everything up to two years, but from when the incident happened to when you're allowed to report that the incident happened is up to 10 years. So even if you lost, like, DNA and everything, you can still, like, prosecute someone for something that happened if it's in that time range. So watch out, people. Yeah, because honestly, and that's why I hate when people say, oh, why'd you wait so long? Or why didn't you say anything? Or why didn't you do anything? Like, they don't realize. Like, that's scary as hell. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I've heard multiple stories where they just – you know, again, a bad police department takes advantage or doesn't take advantage of the opportunity and the you know, information you give them. And then the other person finds out you went to the cops and just, like, you know, like, retaliates. Yeah, and it is, like, it is terrifying because, like, there's this, you know, like, right now, I'm in this sort of gray zone where that person knows my address. They very well could come to my house and threaten me. I have a... I have a piece of paper that says they're not supposed to go in a certain amount of feet of me and my mom because she's a witness too. But they could just say, fuck the paper. Yeah. They could say, fuck the ankle monitor. And they literally could attack my me and my family. That's insane. You know? Like, this is a gray area where we just don't know what's happening. Because they've already had their um their first initial hearing. I wasn't a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the initial hearing was basically saying, like, hey, this person thinks you're doing this, and we're going to have a trial. That's basically what the initial hearing is about. Oh, yeah. Like, this is going to happen. It, we're not saying, we're not picking sides. It's just literally telling you and the, um, not you as the victim, but you as the person who's getting prosecuted. Mm-hmm. It's you and the judge just, like, being like, hey, this is happening. Okay. Yeah, that's what the initial hearing's about. Um, the victim themselves aren't um, invited to that. But basically, I went that same night, um, technically the next day, because at that point it was 2 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. But I went to the hospital. I worked with um, the sexual assault person they had on staff that night. They, we signed a whole bunch of papers. They talked about our rights of how long I could wait to prosecute, um, which, again, I have up to 10 years technically. Um, I didn't have to start now. I have up to two years for them to be able to use my DNA for the actual thing, though. But I, I'm, I decided to go straight for it. Not, I didn't decide that initially. I actually decided to wait initially. But when I talked to the um, police and what they found out about what the DA told me, then that's when I decided, hey, I'll be a part of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because at first, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. To be honest, I just didn't want to be associated with it anymore. I just wanted to be able to, for people to know that happened. And then I just wanted to peace out because I never want to see him again. Yeah. Um, You're going to sign a whole bunch of paperwork. They're going to take your clothes. You have a choice to keep them, but it helps them be able to connect that person to you if they keep it. So you have the choice to keep your own clothes, though. 
Um, personally, I didn't. But anyways, um, so basically, they'll take your clothes. They also took the money that he gave me. I didn't keep that at all. But if you weren't in my situation, you would be completely valid to keep anything that person gave to you. Like, I still have the fishes that um, he bought for me because what the fuck are they going to do with the fishes? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they put in the locker. It's just upside down. <laughs> like, um, God, it smells in here, bro. <laughs> Um, but you're completely valid to keep or completely throw away anything that that person gave you. I mean, I think it's illegal to throw away money, though. I don't know. I would rob him. I mean, yeah. Um, I, at first, didn't want to give the money, personally, because, like, in a fucked up way, in my brain, after that traumatic experience, I'm like, I, I fucking this. earned it. Yeah, I like, deserve this. I sat through this experience crying, saying no, and it was ignored. And this was like a little Band-Aid over... You know, fucking bullet wound, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'll be like, bro, you know what? After this happened, I'll be like, give me a fucking wallet. And, you know, I'm struggling financially right now. Like, student debt? Who is she? Exactly. Because <laughs> right now I owe the school 500 for next semester and $88 for this one. Student debt? Who is she? <laughs> give me your wallet. There's nothing I can do about it now. The police haven't. It's completely valid because morally... Also do the police get to, like... Do they keep it in the evidence locker or do they just, like, spend it? No, it's in the evidence with it. Like, that same piece of money will go on. Um, it'll be used as part of the evidence with my clothes and everything. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's to show that that's the money that came from the transaction because... Which I'm sure they will connect, like, the bank account. Yeah, I, I personally have no idea about that. And I can't expose his name and everything. I'm actually signed legally not to expose. Uh, also, like you have an person. NDA. Yeah. Um. They came to my house for me to um to actually. They brought like pieces of paper with like people's pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they came to my apartment. So like, you can just go get your license really easy when you're in the military. So who's this Mrs. Puff that passed this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, that's SpongeBob. Don't you know the script? <laughs> Motherfucker, tell the two cars. <laughs> Except for the time that, like, Patrick was giving him directions on how to drive. But anyways, back to the actual thing. They take your clothes. They, they're going to be really personal. They're going to take photos. Um, you can opt out for photos of your actual, like, um, private area. God damn. You can opt out of photos of, like, um, vagina. Let's use scientific terms. Yeah. <laughs> vaginal. Yeah. Vaginal uh, images. You can opt out of photos for that. But most of the time, it'll be helpful for the case to show, like, if there's any, like, bruising or anything. For me, I had a tiny abrasion. The bruises and stuff go away over time, the mm-hmm. abrasion. This isn't relevant for people who have waited for a while. Yeah. But, but again, you can always, uh, once you report and stuff, it's it's good to report because you get free therapy for, I think, like, 15 sessions. Um, you can spread that out to, I think, a year and a half. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just you, it's your family, too, because there's, like, secondhand um, trauma mm-hmm. and stuff and, like, how the family can cope with, like, how you're coping. Because, like, I'm going to be fucking honest, like, dealing with me is, like, a whole nother spectrum. No, just because I'm going through this healing process because, like, you know, sometimes I'm really okay about talking about it and sometimes I just, like, completely zone out and I can't do anything and I'll sit and stare at a wall and I'll just lay down on my floor and just stare at my ceiling for, like, hours. Yeah. Because I'm going through my own post-traumatic thing. So, like, dealing your family who has to deal with you on a regular basis, sometimes, like, trying to be supportive and stuff will take its own sort of therapy. 
like yeah. learning how to like just be okay with like you know you're supposed to be a functioning member of society i quit my job um after this and stuff uh, sorry jerry no <laughs> <laughs> that's all i gotta say on that no it's fine uh, well i feel bad because like i miss carmelo <laughs> Shout out to Melo. Shout out to Melo, the dishwasher. <laughs> and Meteor. <laughs> Only valid person. Besides, probably Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, shout out to Aaron, too. I don't see him as much. Everyone else is cool, but, like, those are, like, those are, MVPs. Like MVPs. <laughs> You're going to be able to have medicine for free um, when it comes to dealing with it. Like, I ended up getting chlamydia. I wasn't charged for the medicine to get that. I wasn't charged for any of the testing and everything, to my knowledge. But if you are charged for it, they have a claim thing where you can, like, be like, hey, you fucking charge me for this and it's supposed to be free. And, like, you can, like, claim to the insurance and stuff. And then, like, they'll be like, okay, okay, we got you. And they'll refund your money. Oh, for real? Yeah. It, all of this is free because um, now going into the police part, you're going to, if you choose to report, again, you can get help without needing to report at all whatsoever you're not required to report at all and you're completely valid for not reporting um don't ever think of yourself like as lesser than or anything for not wanting to report it's up to you um entirely of what you're comfortable with but if you do chose to you're going to talk to the police when they interview you they're going to ask for really specific details about everything like to the hour sort of thing Mm -hmm. like they're going to ask for positions and where that person touched and certain things like that so if um you're not like comfortable with doing that at first again you don't have to report it like until you're comfortable to be honest I don't know how I fucking got through that process I was like completely just like blanked out like my mom was crying and I was just like emotional steel at that point (laughs) I think it kind of has to deal with like you kind of want to guard your mother or something well no I think I think I was just numb to be honest and I was just like I was just like fucking going through the motions yeah because I remember you called me and you just like anyways that happened and I'm like do you want me to drive over there bro (laughs) like yeah for the first two weeks I was like emotionally numb and then so then I tried going back to work and I went back to work for one week and then after like on the on the Sunday because I only work I only used to work Friday Saturdays and Sundays Mm. on Sunday I completely broke down and all all the numbness just came out of me and I was like I can't fucking function in society anymore I'm sorry (laughs) and I didn't even like do like a letter of resignation or anything I just texted Jerry that like I can't work here anymore sorry and that was it I mean at least I told him and he said okay so sorry again i think it was also a holiday weekend or something but you're gonna talk to the police they're gonna they have like a shoulder camera recording that that'll like show you um thankfully they didn't show me what i look like because i'm sure it would have been a fucking mess no i don't want to see pictures of myself of that night yeah Um, which is valid yeah and they they record everything and then that's just the initial police they're gonna give it to your investigators the thing so then the investigators are the people that came to my house personally and like they you, I told the story to them too um told them the areas they're the people that go to where you guys were seen at so they went to um our local pet land they went to the hotel and everything which they're 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 your investigators are the people who actually gather the evidence and stuff um so you have to tell the story again at there but those are the last people you're going to have to tell the story to. Oh, thank God. Thank God. So, <laughs> by the way, if you're when it comes to this case, you're going to have to talk about your experience. Like, if you're reporting it to the police, you have to talk about it a lot. And if you're dealing with the medical aspect, people are going to see your vagina a lot. A lot of people are going to see it. So, 
I like I'm so um, like I think that's also why like I, at this point I'm like so traumatized that I'm not like sexually active and everything like I'm not fucking doing it mm-hmm. um maybe in like a year or so but right now I'm so emotionally numb to like that it's just not even like like feasible it's not feasible like which to be fair I went to my doctor to get a pap smear and I just it, that made me feel some sort of way I don't know it, it could also be because like that's the only man that's ever seen my vagina so it made me feel so weird. Yeah, but at least, you know. I mean, I did consent to the thing. Yeah, at least that. it was a doctor. At least it was a doctor. There was a nurse there. Mm-hmm. We made really awkward eye contact as he was checking my ovaries. Yeah, uh, every doctor experience it is, it's prolonged eye contact. Prolonged <laughs> eye contact. Prolonged eye contact. And especially when they take photos of it, because then they're like, hold on, I got to focus. <laughs> I got to focus the camera. You know, oh, can we retake that? Your <laughs> your labia was a little closed. And they like, op- they fucking like open it with like their fingers and they're like, whoosh. they're wearing gloves, by the way. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Like, they like open your shit and then they like, take that photo it, it's real personal <laughs> um, so how are the wife and kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that sort of feeling then after the investigators the da gets that all that information you have your initial hearing i wasn't a part of that then you um, my da asked for a meeting with me just to go over the sort of things that'll happen um in the long-term future like um what this man is um how far we can charge this man yeah um and if i had a preference for how far we wanted to go with it personally i was like i don't care because at that point i was like emotionally numb during that meeting too like it was it wasn't a good day to talk about it no but we had to talk about it anyways so but he was like and i was like just do your best judgment and he's like okay i'm gonna try and charge him for the the worst thing possible um which i think I think that was, like, maybe, like, 20 years. Okay, yeah. I think the lightest thing is maybe, like, two years in parole, though. Which parole is, like, you can get out even earlier than than the required two years. But, like, I don't know. Again, I'm really back and forth about it because he didn't actually hurt me in it or anything. Um, I highly suggest um, going to therapy. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's further than that. I know that I'm going to have at least two to three required present, like, court trials. I don't know for sure yet, because um, I think I have to be there if the, I get called to a stand. Yeah. And I think I have to be there for sure um, when punishment is being given. I don't know if it takes more time to go through evidence and stuff. I, that's really the, like, we don't know yet. But I know for sure at least two times. But other than that, I don't know what else the process is going to be like. Um, but that's just my experience with criminal court. And um, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions or anything, or you just need someone to talk to, we're always here. Yeah. Peace. Peace.